0: what's up everybody welcome back to no pain no gain with your host Marissa Payne thank you so much for tuning in once again so today um, I have a very special guest here with me and I want to talk about another very important topic so in my last podcast my guest Jeff Rowland and I we touched on the topic of having someone to follow aka a mentor when it comes to you know your circle of influence so today I just wanted to go into a little more depth on that subject with the very person that I'm actually following and learning from on my road to success so he and his wife are very very successful entrepreneurs they made their first million dollars at 25 years old and five years later they have more than 10x that so they have over 10 or no 10 successful corporations they have a non an amazing powerful and loving mastermind group And now I present to you my mentor, Mr. Steven (laughs) DeLaCruz. Hey, what's up
1: going on, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having me, person.
0: <laughs> no problem. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm no so problem. proud of
1: you. You have your little podcast going on here. Thank you,
0: thank you. So good, so good. As sit
1: down here with you, you have toothpaste on your face. Wow,
0: <laughs> you would blast me. <laughs>
1: but she uses it because she has pimples. Yeah, no. I not gotta... for not for religious
0: <laughs> purposes. So, oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> no. so um, a little background on um, Stephen and I's relationship. So pretty much, we met. Um, just a little over a year ago, actually, Um, and it was actually through an MLM, and that's where he started to be my mentor, Um, and from the moment I just met him and heard his story and about his success, I knew that that's just someone that I had to follow in their footsteps so I can get that kind of success, Um, so the MLM thing has died out, not following him in that sense anymore, but I'm still under his wing and actually in his current mastermind group called the Success Circle. Um, So in the success circle and just, you know, all around, he's teaching us not only about business, but also, you know, how to be coaches, how to network and maintain genuine connections and relationships with others. Um, He and his wife lead a group and we call it breakthrough sessions and it's every week. And um, for those of us who are spiritual, they lead those and just teach us about, you know, the battlefield going on in our mind and how it relates to, you know, our Lord. So... I'm learning from him in just various, various ways. And so with his guidance and just hanging around him and the whole Stigula crew, as well as reading, you know, powerful business and personal growth books, my life has truly transformed and I can say that I really understand the power of having a mentor. You know, whether it's a real life mentor like Steven is to me or mentors from a book or online, I can say that you definitely need someone ahead of you to follow you know there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire Mm -hmm. and without someone to follow it's kinda hard to improve yourself and you're most likely gonna end up going in circles you know you need someone ahead of you that can set that example for you that has the experience and wisdom in what you're trying to do And, you know, you can go out and get experiences on your own, but it's just going to take you a hell of a lot longer to reach Mm -hmm. success than it would with a mentor, you know. I like to think that a mentor shortens your learning curve, and then Warren Buffett actually says it's smarter to learn from someone else's mistakes instead of going out and making them by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's, you know, a lot easier to build on the shoulders of someone already doing it than to start alone from rock bottom so those are just my little tidbits on why i think people should have a mentor but i really wanted to have um, my mentor steven come and talk about you know his journey with his mentor and how it's impacted his, his life and the value that he sees from having a mentor because he himself has one he's not just a mentor so Steven,
1: they're all yours. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Marissa, once again, I'm so proud of you thank and you. what you've accomplished thus far. Thank you, thank um, definitely um, seeing you grow since the beginning of MLM with what we were doing then and where we're at now. And now you have a freaking podcast. Yeah, it's so crazy. amazing. So, all of you listening out there, eat up whatever she has to say, and every single week, listen to her, or every two, every often you put this podcast out. But these are here are golden nuggets from her heart as she's growing. And she definitely has something to say. So thank you so much for, for having me on your show. I really appreciate no that. Thank you so, for being here. Yeah, so mentorship definitely is key. So my story honestly started back when I was 16 years old. I was 16 years old. I went to juvie, um, Juvenile Hall. You know, the was a jail for minors. Um, really, really tough time in my life right there. Um, hang out the wrong crowd, right? They say, um, tell me who your friends are. And i'll tell you who you'll become well i was hanging out with the wrong crowd mm-hmm. um in in that time frame and so you know i went to juvie and in and out of the system and i remember them telling me hey stephen we're going to put you in a group home and so they put me in a group home in stockton california uh well i sorry fresno california it's kind of by Stockton, uh fresno california and i went to fresno and they said okay went to an 18-month program, took anger management, AA, um, you name it. I went to all the counseling out there. (laughs) It was an 18-month program, I was stuck in there. But I remember them telling me, Stephen, before you can graduate from a program in 18 months, you must find yourself a court-appointed mentor. Someone that can look after you, and they'll report to the court, to your probation officer, how you're doing. And so I was like, all right. So I have time to find out, figure out who this is. So I remember going home on furlough for the holidays in December, and I remember seeing my you know my dad's a good friend. Um, so he would uh, took all there's thirty of us in our family took thirty of us out to Spago restaurant in Caesar's Palace, which is Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. Very delicious food. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> they told us it'll be about two and a half hour wait for our party, and so I remember seeing him get five hundred dollars what of cash. Gave it to the host. and says, "I want to be seated in five minutes," and she says, "I'll be right back." She came back less than like less than two minutes and seated us. Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, exactly." exactly <laughs> right. I'm like, Whoa, okay. okay. This is, who's this guy? What kind of dress is on? Right. So, so then I, so I was like, "Okay, that's fine, cool." We ate the food, and I was looking at the prices of the meal. I was like, wow, it's expensive over here. But this guy picked, got out cash, close to seventeen thousand dollars in cash,
0: counted <laughs> it out.
1: And paid for the bill and says, keep the change.
0: Wow. I know.
1: And I was like, wow, this guy definitely is a drug dealer. This is crazy. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, I was like, Tom, I was like, Ted, who's this guy? was well, a good friend of mine. You he know, he's very wealthy. He just got done flipping a, a Walmart, and that's why he celebrates. Oh, celebrate. wow. That's what we're celebrating. Okay. You know, whatever else. And so that's why I was like, huh. So he does commercial real estate investing. Um, and flipping whatever else. So then that's where I was like, huh, okay. So I remember telling my dad, dad, remember I have to find, I have to find a mentor before I can graduate. Well, I want him as my mentor. And I was like, no, 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 He's way too busy. He doesn't have time for you. He won't mentor you. And I was like, come on, let me ask him. Long story short, uh, my dad said no. I went to my dad's phone that night <clears throat> and took his number out, got his phone out, got the guy's number, wrote down his number, and called him up myself. I said, hi, so-and-so, hey, um... So I I have I'm I'm i Steven, I'm Terry's son, yada yada yada. And so I said to him, you know, I I need a mentor, court appointed mentor from where I read him the description from the court. Right.
0: <laughs> and he's like,
1: Huh. So you're Terry's kid and you 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 were the one who's a juvie, right? I'm like, Yeah, juvenile. Huh? I'm like, Yeah. Said, oh yeah, you're a showmaker, I like you already he said. Yeah. And so he told me to telling me that I was like, Okay, so give me a mentor. He's like, Yeah, I'll mentor you. He's I'll send you a book and I want you to read this five times until you can teach it to me.
0: Mm.
1: And the book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki.
0: Amazing book.
1: Amazing, life-changing book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I read that book, and the next book I read, which I still have to this day, Retire Young, Retire Rich by Robert Kiyosaki.
0: That's one I need to add on my list. <laughs> yeah, it is seriously
1: a book that will transform your life in the way you think about money, investing, and business and life in general. So anyway, so... Then so I read these books and I finally came in like, okay hey, I got it this is it I'm doing it good so then long story short moving forward I graduated high school graduated the program he was my appointed mentor but you know we kind of lost touch for a little bit like we didn't really keep in touch because I was you know I was 16 17 years old I was still in high school yeah. um, I was a senior in high school and you know so that was that was it so moving forward so I went to I went to Bible College I went to college attended Bible college because I was one of those kids that, you know, God found me in jail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and so um, I became very religious, and I went to Bible college. Um, went to Bible college met my beautiful wife um, there. Actually, the very first week we met, I was at college, I met her. And long story short, from there, you know, she bought me a camera because I love pictures. I remember going on a date in, in Fisherman's Wharf in mm. San Francisco, and I had a nice little point-and-shoot camera. And I was taking pictures of the seals. Some Asian mofo comes over. You know, you know, back in the cameras, you click it, and there's like a three-flash warning, and then took a picture. Uh huh. This guy comes over, snap, 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 snap. Like, whoa! Look at this guy show off. You know, like, right? He had a big old fat lens, and I was over here like, and I went, I clicked it. Wait four seconds, and then it took a picture. Ah. This guy got done like snap, snap, snap. I was like, mother.
0: <laughs> so I got so mad. So I told,
1: I told my at the time that you know, I one day will own that kind of camera. And she's like, you want that camera? That's good. She had you know, she's my sugar mom, she had money. Yeah. <laughs> and so she had money, so she you know, she's really good at saving. So she she bought me a camera. Oh, yeah, and I was like, awesome. All right, score. She's hot yeah. and she's rich. So you know. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went over, we got a camera, and then I was like, Oh my gosh, you can buy all kinds of lenses with it. Mm. You can buy all kinds of gear, f- flashes, bags, all this jazz. So I bought all kinds of flashes and gears and you know, lenses and different cars and different filters and different things you can do with the camera right I ranked up $30,000 in credit card loan debt Mm. credit card debt I had a Macy's Visa card $30,000 on that American Express Discover Mastercard. oh my gosh so we got in you name it yeah yeah seriously so we got in I got in so much debt and I remember telling my dad dad I'm in so much debt I'm only making 70 bucks a week Mm. I was working in the school uh, admissions office as a the, the phone guy, the data entry guy, just making seven fifty an hour, cool. ten hours a week, oh,
0: yeah. and then
1: it taxed me on that. You know that's that's a whole different story. Yeah. So <laughs> and so I was like, dang, how am I gonna make this happen? So he told me, you gotta figure out make money off of this, yep. or sell it, or Boom. get, get go return it back. I was like, shoot, I don't want to return the camera. I love taking pictures. So I had a friend, you know, a uh, classmate, who said, hey, you have all the camera gear. Do you shoot weddings? I was like, how much do they pay? And he was like, 600 bucks, I shoot weddings. Right,
0: yeah, do now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From 70 bucks to 600 bucks, I'll shoot a wedding. So right. he's like, it's this weekend. So I had four days to figure that out. Mm. So I went online and I looked up how to shoot a wedding. Typing Yahoo, because back then Yahoo was a search engine. Right. Yahoo, I tell how do you shoot a wedding? And I just started shoot, looking up images and looking up, the, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And that Saturday, I shot a wedding, got paid 600 bucks cash. I didn't know how to shoot manual on the camera. I shot all automatic, and I didn't know Photoshop, so I give them the images as is.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was pretty much how I shot the wedding. Mm. So I still remember that day distinctly. It was it was a lot of fun. So then from there, that's where I was like, all right, I'm gonna shoot weddings now. So every time I walked around school, I was like, hey, I shoot weddings. I shoot weddings, and I remember um, because we went to Bible college, anyone anyway, people are religious right Christians. Anyone who wanted to get laid had to get married. <laughs> so everyone was getting married left and right. Well, <laughs> so I was banking over here. Okay? Right, right. I was banking. I shot forty weddings my first year.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah, forty weddings my first. So I am Ooh. a big proponent. I didn't have any business cards. I didn't have a website. I just, I seriously, some people I shot weddings. Mm-hmm. No one asked me. So I am very big that you can fake it till you make it, mm. and that's exactly what I did. My first year, I remember. First handful of weddings, um, I paid off all the debt, and then I started making money. Okay. My second year in business, when I was nineteen years old, I filed my taxes for two hundred thirteen thousand dollars. Mm. So I filed at nineteen years old. I was making two hundred thirteen thousand dollars that year. That's awesome. And that was just shooting weddings, okay. and I was like, "All right, I'm living the high life."
0: Right. Right.
1: And then that's where I was like, "Yeah, I'm splurging on this, that, the other, buying cars." Buying, buying all kinds of purses and all kinds mm-hmm. we were just like living the life. We're getting right. massages every week. Yeah. She was getting her nails done probably every other day, different colors. You know,
0: because we're like we're like yeah. nineteen years old, we right, right. can't right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No budget, no nothing. Yeah, no.
1: yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> this is where this is where my mentor came back and I said, Hey what you up to? I'm like, oh yeah you oh, know, yeah, I'm, I'm a business owner now. Right. I'm a big baller. <laughs> and so I was like, look, I'm making 230000 He was like, oh, that's great. Like, I bought myself a car, I bought myself a you know, her purse. And she's like, no, return it all Yeah. and humble yourself. Like, what? Ooh. Stop buying those stuff. Stop going to the Stop going eating at these fancy places. Stop. Like, just stop. Mm. That's near nobody. I'm like, what you talking about, Willis? Like, I yeah. have <laughs> 213000 and my classmates... Are barely scraping by a hundred bucks a week. Mm-hmm. hundred bucks fifty fifty five thousand two hundred dollars a year.
0: Mm.
1: I'm making two hundred thirteen thousand. How are you telling me I can't afford a massage? Right. I can get myself a massage if I want to. Right. <laughs> so, so I said I want a massage. I'm gonna get a massage. So then we really talked about. It. He says no no no. Look, you want to stay at the six figures or do you want to play with the big dogs? Mm. Seven eight figures. I was like oh. Play with the big nah,
0: dogs. Nah,
1: nah, yeah. Now <laughs> we're talking. So then this is where it happened. Is he told me from now on. I want you to put half of the money you make aside in savings. Mm. So everything you make, put half of it away. Huh, what? Okay, this is weird. I mean, I guess. So this year you made two hundred thirty thousand. Next year, if you make that or more, I want you to put aside half of that and put it aside in savings. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I guess I can do that. So I did that. And then the next year I made more money. The year that I made more money. The year that I made more money. At 22 years old, I started flipping homes. So he told me to get into real estate investing. Then you have X amount of dollars saved up in the bank. Now let's go buy some homes, some crappy homes, change it up, make it look pretty, and then flip them it and sell them. Mm-hmm. So he showed me how to do that, and that'll get. Once again, that all comes down to mentorship. See, he told me and talked to me very raw and said, "Look, stop spending money. Return the car. Return the person. Return the. Return... Stop eating out. Stop going to fancy places. Stop buying. You know. So he was telling me everything." Stuff I was like, come on, I'm making all this money. I'm 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 the shit. I'm, right. I'm, 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 the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the stuff. I've I got this handled. Right. But he's telling me no you don't. So I was upset. Long story short though, I listened and we did it. Twenty two so for homes. The market at the time wasn't doing that great with the home selling. Um so then what happened was we started. we, we had a bunch of properties on on hold and we, they weren't buy they weren't selling or renting. So I was like, crap. Well, we know about daycares because we have family who has daycares, so we said, let's make them daycares. So then that's where we started making some homes in the daycares and started making good profit off of those. And then we started making more money. And then I remember we moved down to Southern California here. Um, I had an agent in LA back when I was younger and I was an actor. I reached out to her and long story short, you partnered with her to start an agency. So now I have 50% ownership of a talent agency. Um, We started a photography business here in San Diego. Now we have all the photographers at SeaWorld Well, the Animal Park and San Diego Zoo are all my photographers. Mm. So we have all that. We have property holdings in Jacksonville, Florida, um, Nevada, and Arizona. So we have all these different businesses that we we purchased and started up. So now at 25 years old, we made our first million bucks. And that was the feeling of amazing accomplishment. I was like, now I get myself a Lexus. Right. (laughs) Nope. He said, nope. (laughs) I was like, I made seven figures. What
0: the heck, man? Man.
1: Nope. He's like, now let's work on eight figures.
0: Yeah. Like
1: eight figures. Come on, yeah. man. we break? So I was like, you know, that's awesome, though. But then now it's like I have see myself now, you know, slowly progressing, and to this day, you know, it's it's painful, right, Marissa? It's yes. painful here yes. No budget. Yeah. No, don't buy that. Mm-hmm. No, don't no no. What you know? And I still to this day argue.
0: Yes.
1: Right. I am a very type A. We have color that's called red. I'm a red. I'm a type A red. I'm very direct. I am a go-getter. I am, this is what I want. This is what I'm getting. Right. I don't even know what's approval. This is what I have. This is what it is. <laughs> so it was tough for me because I had to listen. I had to really humble myself and say, look, you know, many times he'd tell me, Stephen, who is a bigger bank account? You or me.
0: Ooh.
1: I was like, what does that matter?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what does it matter?
1: I, mean, I, 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 I think I'm accomplished enough here. Right. 25 years old, million in the bank, what? How many people can say there's a million dollars in the bank? He was like, you're right, 25 years old, not that much. But how many, but you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to say that come down to retirement because yeah. you're just spending like crazy. Right. Okay. So this is where really discipline happens. So long story short, you know, my journey uh, to this day now, we don't live off of 50%, we live off 30%. Mm. So we have our budget. Every time someone gives me 100 bucks, I put $30 in a fund called operations. So my, my day-to-day operations, the day-to-day I you live off of, mm-hmm. I put 30% in savings, I put 30% in investing, and I give 10% to the church. So 30, 30, 30, 10. Mm. So now I know for a fact, all right, if I live off of this much, I know this is how much I have in savings and how much I've been investing right. and how much I've been giving. So if I want to raise my living expense, I want to have an nicer car. I want to buy a new car. Well, i got to raise this income. As I raise this income, so does everything else increase, too. See?
0: And thinking like that wouldn't happen without a mentor.
1: No. No, no, no. Not at all. I would have been like, $230,000, I can afford it.
0: Right.
1: And you know what? That's America today. Yes. I have a paycheck. I have money. Let's go spend it.
0: Yep.
1: Right? So, and it really comes down to self-discipline. So mentorship comes down to having someone give you a third-party perspective. And saying, look, this is the way you should go. Mm-hmm. In spite of, sometimes you're like, I don't know about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it comes down to, you know, I just got to trust the process. Yes. I got to trust this mentor. He knows what he's talking about.
0: hmm
1: And if he doesn't and I fail, well, mentor how what's going on. Right, right. You know, so for me, you know, I'm really passionate about certain things. And so sometimes people ask me questions like, I don't know, Steven. Are you sure about this? I'm like, trust the process. Trust mm-hmm. the process. Right. So... Um, we just recently, um this past couple, actually past the yeah, past week, uh, last Friday, I closed a deal through my mentor, actually who introduced me to this deal. You know, closed. I made sixteen point two mil in one transaction through commercial real estate in LA
0: within a month, y'all. Sixteen point two million in a month.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that was through my mentor. Yeah. So this is where I said, all right, I seriously told him, you know what. I'm all game. I I my hands are up, I'm stop arguing. Yep. You know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And
1: I wouldn't be where that, that came to be if I had that nice car, if I had that nice this, that, or the other. Yeah. And so I listened to my mentor and I said, Okay, mentor, you say it, I'll do it.
0: Right. And it's all because oh because that mentor had that experience and that wisdom in that field to even lead you down that road.
1: Right. Yeah. Right right. So really quickly here before we end, you know, my wife and I because we have all these successes. You know, two thousand fifteen, I had a stroke, and I said to myself, "If I die today, all I have to leave behind is money." But I looked at myself. You know, look at Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn—all these people who've who've lived amazing lives. Mm -hmm. They've been long gone and dead, but their name lives on today, and they still have impact today.
0: Absolutely. So I said to
1: myself, "You know, I gotta be. I gotta find a way to impact lives beyond money. Mm -hmm. It's no longer just about money. It's income with impact." success with significance yes so with that being said that's the reason why we started our mastermind group in a book club at first yeah was to give back and teach and train and help people like yourself Marissa yes and say okay guys this is how it is yes I myself as a mentor to you guys haven't gone there yet I haven't I haven't made it as a warm buffet, but I'm on my way yeah and you guys haven't made it yet as a millionaire I'm right behind you and you're right. By, exactly <laughs> yeah so that's the reason why I believe lead me follow me or get the hell out of my way yes you gotta ask yourself, who's mentoring me, yes. and who am I mentoring? Yep. And if you say, I just have friends or colleagues, and we're all friends, no one's mentoring nobody, then you're wondering how come your life has no purpose. Mm-hmm. So find yourself a mentor. Yes. Get yourself someone, get plugged in, and live life to do life together. You know, success is not taught; it's caught. Yep. And so, to reach out to me,
0: text <laughs> the
1: number seven six six two six. And text the word successful, and you'll get my contact information. So, Marissa, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. It was so much fun. No
0: problem. Thank you for being here, Stephen. Thank you for sharing your story. I hope all of you listeners enjoy that. Like he said, success is not taught, it's caught. So find someone, you know, with that experience that's in the field you want to be in and follow them, follow them, follow them. And I guarantee success will come your way. So with all that being said, like he said, go ahead and reach out to him. And for me, I would love it if you all subscribe to this podcast and also, um, you know, share it with your friends and go ahead and add me on Facebook and check out my Facebook lives as well. And with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. Once again, I hope you all had a great day. Thank you all for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.